Clubhouse. Welcome to Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home with your hosts, Beth Kushnick and Caroline Daly. Welcome to Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home. This is Caroline. Hey, Beth. I'm so excited today. We're going to be talking about innovations in design. I know this is a topic that both of us wanted to cover because there's so many changes that have been coming. Hi, Caroline. I'm always happy to share what I know about design, especially innovation in design. So innovation can be an exciting part of any job. I mean, getting to play with new things that come out every year, that's always so fun and exciting. I remember like, you know, each year, this is like a silly thing because I'm a teacher, right? So for me, like when we have like the Scholastic Book Fair and all the new books come out and stuff like that, like that was like one of the most exciting parts. But it's also scary too, right? Because we have to learn all this new technology or new techniques and it kind of butts heads against our tried and true methods. So how is innovation impacting your job these days, Beth? Well, you know how much I love to see everything and then decide whether it's a passing trend or something that has longevity. As a set decorator for so many years, I study design trends and I apply them to characters and different environments. But how I do my job hasn't really changed. I'm old fashioned in my ways, uh, (laughs) but there are some new innovations that have had an effect on the industry and the way we've managed to deal during COVID. And I think some innovations are much more for the better. Oh, I love that. Tell me some things that are starting to affect like actually getting into your day-to-day or your jobs. I'd say mostly technology, you know, things that weren't available to us before. On a just practical standpoint, it's interesting that we used to come together a lot more. You know, we used to start our job by setting out to the prop house for the day where we were going to search for things. And of course, being a (laughs) a set decorator now is send me a picture, send me a picture. In in my mind, I was picturing you, Beth, with like the tour flag, like like the like the tour guide lady. And you're like in the front and you have like this like little duckling line of all your helper people coming to go through the prop house. I love it. I can completely see you with the tape measure. Yes. (gasps) Beth, can I tell you something? I have to tell you this before I forget. I saw this and I was dying. If it's true, it's crazy. Have you seen this video that's out there that says like if you put like a little pencil mark on a piece of wood, if you use the backside of your tape measure, it works as an eraser. Like you can rub it along that and it erases it. Can't say I have, but I'm going to try it. Now we're all getting our (laughs) tape measures out and we're going to start drawing on pieces of furniture around here. (laughs) You know, it used to be that a prop house would do a little giveaway of a tape measure with their name on it, you know. Smart. Um, And I used to have my ways, I told you, you know, when I always shopped at a big box store and sent my truck and did everything in person, it was different than obviously it is now. I do miss so many stores hearing that another home decor store is going bankrupt 
filed for bankruptcy. It's it's depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we've talked about the technical aspect of not being able to see really what the scale is when you order things online. But um, there are some great innovations out there that are really interesting. Mostly in home design, I use this, but there's a little handheld device that can match a color perfectly. I think that's amazing. Yeah, it is. I think of our podcast with Stephen from Brown Jordan, where he told his story about pomegranates. Oh, yeah. You know, you can take an actual object and match the color to perfection. So things like that, that have started to infiltrate my world, things like 3D printers, all innovations that are helping us. I think that we've talked so many times about how you know, you can find so many inspirational ideas out there on Instagram. Is this still true for you? Like, are you using Instagram in the same way? Or do you see that changing or improving as we're, we're getting some different technology becoming more common? I still am really drawn to Instagram. I've found things in the upcoming season of Run the World, you'll see a wallpaper that I first saw on Instagram and pursued it through a company in Italy and ended up having it custom made. Believe it or not, it was so reasonable. It's a really striking design. I never would have come upon that had I hadn't been scrolling through Instagram. I know that it's changing a little bit, but I still think that there are plenty of artisans and really interesting things to see. I've found some incredible carpet companies lately. I've noticed that, as is with all of us, when I start searching for something, it just, you know, floods <laughs> yes inbox. Yes. Um, which we always used to laugh about on The Good Wife and The Good Fight when I shared my office with a graphic designer. And, you know, whenever he had to do like a full on search for some odd sex device, like, <laughs> you know, right. You know, where, where his inbox was just flooded. Yes. Uh, we laugh all the time that you can use that to your advantage now. And you go up to your kid's phone and you'd be like, Mother's Day, Mother's Day, Mother's Day gifts, Mother's Day gifts, Mother's Day gifts delivered, Mother's Day gifts delivered. <laughs> same day delivery, same day delivery. You just have to do it once. You know? Uh-huh. And then your so, phone will hear you. You know, I, I'd say like my top things that come up, of course, are flowers, mm. um, wallpaper, carpets, I've been on the long search for the perfect runner. Uh, Every bit of my social media has exposed me (laughs) to every runner that is out in the world. So I am still inspired and I see interesting things that make me think about pursuing a specific company that way. And, you know, it's great when they follow me on Instagram and offer things up. Oh, yeah. Artists. It's such a great yeah. way to connect, right? And get some different, yeah. different but ideas, both, but actually get to the creators. Both in the United States and abroad. You know, yeah. decorating the set is a hit overseas. And I hear from many artists, painters who are wanting to get their work in a movie or a TV show. 
I know that people are excellent about making these connections with you. And we encourage you guys always to be asking questions to Beth throughout our season. Please feel free to ask questions. We'll have a listener feedback episode, I'm sure, coming in this season. So give us those questions, you guys. As you guys are getting your inspiration out there on Instagram, like Beth does, I'm sure you're going to get some home design ideas and you're going to want to start working on these. So let's start from the outside and go in. I've seen so many things. I hesitate to even say it anywhere near my phone because we're going to get so many ads on this. (laughs) But I know that tiny homes have become so popular. At least my TV is full of tiny home shows. So what are you seeing about stuff like this? And what else are you seeing in the home design innovation department? It's true that tiny homes from a eco-friendly and cost-effective way uh, seem to be the new thing that just is here forever. Personally, I don't know if I could ever live in a tiny home, although I do like... <laughs> it's always going like to be the bathroom and showering for me. Right. These are going to be like, the areas. <laughs> I like the aspect that everything has a place, mm. you know, it, it sort of reminds me of my college dorm room. Yes. You know, very <laughs> organized and uh, well-designed space. But in addition to tiny houses, I'm seeing, not necessarily in the States yet, but overseas, this, these incredible prefabbed foldable houses. The house itself for $50,000 starts as a box. It just looks like a box and we press a few buttons and they open up, floors come out, walls go up and they live in and of themselves. And it's amazing. There are all these architectural and building designs that are innovative in the way that they can be compact and then appear to be, <laughs> uh, it's like, it's like an episode of Transformers. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> I was like, it's like if every piece of furniture was a Murphy bed, everything is folding <laughs> into the walls or coming out of the ceiling. <laughs> it's true. I think that's one way in which technology has really developed, you know, because the Murphy bed, you know, is a solution that's been around forever. But this is tenfold. It's just so interesting what this kind of innovation has done, mostly on the West Coast and in places where the weather is always warm. Now, it seems like every house has to have a wall of glass doors that fold into themselves and literally bring the outside in. I feel like home design is much like fashion in that there's these cycles that happen. And when it comes to the prefab foldable houses, it reminds me of my grandparents who had the Sears prefab Mm -hmm. house and like they frequently would tell this joke that like um, my great-grandfather went to the bar for the day and in the morning there was no house there (laughs) and then he was at the bar all day and then he came home and there was a house there (laughs) and everyone was joking with him about like where'd this house come from and everything it was very funny but it's it's wild how the things that seem very wow to us even things like during covid all the food delivery or the grocery delivery or the curbside things like those are all things that existed way back, you know, in the 
cookies and stuff. And yeah, it's you like, used to get your ice, yeah, your block of ice and your milk and your butter delivered. My parents talk about the rag man coming around and like selling your rags because they because they made rag rugs and stuff and all this stuff. So we think it's so wow and so brand new, but it's really interesting when you look back historically that these things come around cyclically where we we want certain parts of our society to change a little bit or have something like a prefab home available when the recessions and whatnot come in our financial society, right? You know, it it comes back in maybe a more innovative way, but it's come back with undertones of what used to go on. So it sounds like there's a huge emphasis on getting the most out of the space you can afford with all these new um, inventions and innovations that are coming out. What are you seeing in interior design? Mostly we're starting to see space-saving situations. There's a way in which your bed lives on the ceiling and you have built-ins in that space on the floor that functions as a desk, say a drop-leaf desk that comes down. And when you fold it back up, the way the bed comes down, it fits into that same space. So, and so, part of the trick of that was that, right, they kind of have those tray ceilings so that yeah. there's like, it kind of looks like molding when the bed is down. It looks like just sort of this graduated molding. And when the bed's up, it, it creates like a different design on the ceiling because it's the bottom of the bed. But right. it's, it's a whole neat. concept that's yeah. thought of and built out. It's a, a space saver for sure. I've seen things like a beautiful piece of wood. It's on the wall in your entryway, and it looks like someone did some wood sculpting, and you don't even realize there's a seat in it, there's a coat rack in it, and you just pull the racks out and pull the seat down, and you have a space to use to put your shoes on and to store your coats, and it's an innovative, not overly designed or technical piece, but it exists as a space saver. Well, and like something like a mini mudroom that can kind of pop up when you need it, but be put Mm -hmm. away like when you have company over or you simply don't need it. It's just one of those things that I think people are craving that multi-purpose space all the time. We talked a lot about this for COVID stuff. Sure. Especially spending so much time at home and really a space that's become so wildly used and taken advantage of is this space under a stairway. I've seen it become a full-on office for people, a bookcase, a storage place. You know, there are little niches here and there that you don't think of using. But now, more so than ever, they're being developed by the builder and built into what the apartment is that you rent or buy what the house is. It's a part of the design. You know, it again makes me think back to the 1950s. I can remember being in Paul's grandma's bathroom, which was like an original build, probably actually maybe 30s, 40s, where it had like the disposal for the razor blade built into the medicine cabinet Mm -hmm. or, you know, how you can like pull out like a um, like a laundry line, like in the um, like a drying exactly. rack kind of thing, like in the and shower. an iron board comes yeah, down. Yeah, it's all built in. And so it seems like in a way, like we're kind of going back to some of those little things that were like creature comforts or that we all think are so cool when people are doing sort of those reno shows, 
you see about all this really cool stuff that was like original to the house. It's it's fascinating. I think it's also a real matter of convenience. Yes. You know, each one of those things becomes something that you look at when you're looking at a space that is a great ad. It just enhances the space. You know, you might not use it all the time, but it exists and it just makes the space better. Whenever I'm thinking about maximizing space or like, you know, having these entire apartments in like a 600 square foot area, I'm all in Ikea. (laughs) I'm all (laughs) shopping around there. So do you feel like there's like parts of the world that are leading the way in design innovation? I do. The most I've seen is from Japan. All of those cool TikToks and Instagram reels that they just in two seconds, like have their shoes off um, and a place for them, (laughs) you know, and have dispensers for everything, for your hand soap and beyond. I really think it's this concept of a place for everything that's similar to all these new pantry designs and refrigerators that are like smart, you know, they tell you what you're out of and they'll they'll make it ordered on your Alexa. I hate to say that word out loud because my podcast listeners are going to get their, their machine will turn on because they hear our (laughs) voice. It's happened a bunch of times. So I won't say it, but you know, those devices in your house you call to, if if there's something missing in your fridge, it will actually add it to your grocery list or it will even go ahead and put it on your Instacart. Ah. In some ways, I feel like it's training us to love technology, but depend on it too much. Mm. But a simpler way in which this design innovation works is all these containers for everything. Getting rid of the garbage, the boxes, and not storing the cereal box or the protein bar box and putting everything in clear plastic where you can see it. I mean, there's a lot to be said for that kind of organization. And I think it does help you settle out and know what you have and and use it probably you know, you're more apt to use things that you can see, like in your refrigerator, in your pantry. I want to pull back the curtain on Beth's pantry. Oh, no, you don't. Beth, are you? (laughs) Do you leave boxes and stuff in there? Or are you clear container? No, I'm I'm, I'm a mix. You're a mix. Carol, that's reality. I think we're all a mix. That is reality. Come on, we're all a mix. Let's face facts. In my little apartment, that pantry holds much more... (laughs) As a matter of fact, I've moved my light bulbs to the pantry. They're no longer in the dishwasher. The dishwasher is now holding other things. <laughs> it's now the linen closet. <laughs> it is. I love it. I'm exactly the same way. Like, like no worries. I'm exactly the same way. Like, <laughs> it reminds me of, what is it? Is it the middle where she keeps the, the grandma's quilt in the oven? And then anytime they're going to bake, they always have to take it out. They're like, you didn't take the clothes out. It's always burnt a little because they always forget when they preheat. Super funny. It's my little quirky things. And I still take my shoes off when I come in the apartment. But it does give you a sense of peace to have everything in a good space and in good order. Or at least it does for me. 
Well, I have a question. Maybe this is a this is a tip for listeners. Maybe if you figured this one out, when you do transfer something like, say, you do like put all your cereal or something like in like a clear container, what do you do about like expiration date stuff that would have been only printed on the box? When you're using a little P touch to write what well, it is, you have to explain that to our our novices okay. here. There, there's such a thing an organizer tool, much less sophisticated than a color match machine. It's called a P-Touch and you literally make labels. It's an old-fashioned label, label maker. maker. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I have like five different versions of label makers in my house, including a brailler. So we, we do That's it in everything <laughs> around here for sure. But so you use your P-Touch and you just add the expiration date to yeah. the container? Well, it's smart, yeah, but a I, lot of people like get halfway and then add another box to it and stuff like that. And I'm like thinking like I'm mixing up my expiration date. This is a nightmare. Okay. That's way too much worry. <laughs> and I bet that you don't have cereal long enough in your house to worry about okay, it. Okay. Good call, Beth. Good call. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sleep easier tonight you know, thinking about that. So you know, there's loads of stuff that's out there that's supposed to be making our lives easier, right? In this kind of practical way. But, you know, for you and I, we like the to be pretty or at least cool right at the at the very minimum so have you seen any new design coming out new innovations coming out that are simply just because it's beautiful or because something's cool i'd say both in commercial design like restaurants or hotels and in homes i'd see a lot of prevalence of major ceiling design interesting really movement and ceiling pieces that are really like sculptures. A lot of them are made using 3D printers. So I'd say that's been something that every new hotel, mostly the modern ones, a lot of restaurants, you look up and the ceiling is a whole other element that involves design. Now, clearly that's not what we do on set. As a matter of fact, we hope to never see the ceiling <laughs> right. because that's where the lights are hanging. And I think I've told this story before about how people went into a bathroom that we built for a particular TV show and thought it was a practical bathroom <laughs> and used it. And what everybody was walking around saying was, didn't you notice that there wasn't a ceiling? <laughs> so you know that person had um, other things on their mind yeah they did so you know 3d printers have come in to play a lot of uh specialty props are made on 3d printers the technology certainly with visual effects and you used to know when someone was driving in a car in front of a green screen and now you have to have a really trained eye to tell that. So all of these new innovations have helped visual effects. You know what? We own two 3D printers and I had never considered for a second that Paul could be making me sculpture stealing items because now I need those in my life. I feel that <laughs> intensely. I was like already starting to form things in my brain like I'm going to need that in my house now. So, you know, Paul loves all these kind of new trend things. He's got all of our lights hooked up to the Alexa and and we can do so many different things from outside of our home and inside our home just by talking to all of our technology. Have you seen a lot of smart technology being adopted? 
adopted by maybe even more your private clients than say on set? Definitely new builds, you know, new apartment construction, new house construction includes all of that motion controlled lighting, smartphones and smart TVs that run the house, the temperature and everything from the most basic to changing colors, lights, all that kind of stuff I've seen. Very cool. So what's what's one of the wildest applications of smart technology you've heard of so far? The other day I found examples of microclimate homes that were controlled by the plants in the home. What? And the design of the environment was based on this bunch of plants and what they brought to the environment, to the oxygen level, to the climate. And I thought that was really fascinating, especially for Earth Day. Yeah. Well, and that's a really interesting twist on the concept of smart technology, because when I think smart technology, I think of machinery. But you you went to plants, right? And actually, mm -hmm. that that is a fascinating like mix of like organic and technology, but how they're going to start working together. You're always talking about bringing nature in and like to see the plants participate in technology is like mind blowing for me. I, I cannot even imagine. I do think that this theory of bringing the outside in and everybody, no matter where you live, considering your outdoor living space is something that just post pandemic is not going to go away. I, you know, I saw talking about just like beautiful interior design that blows me away. I saw this wallpaper where when it is chilly out, the wallpaper just sort of looks like green ivy. But as the weather warms up, flowers appear on the wallpaper and the temperature of the house creates more or less flowers depending on how warm it is. I find that like actually very like soul invigorating for me. Like That it, is so crazy. That's like... I, a, a mood ring yes on your wallpaper and like yes. also there's like this feeling of like could you imagine you woke up and like a garden sprung up around you i don't know i'm really that really like hits my inner soul like that's like design that really like gets into your, your humanity because there's just something so special about that like you're living amongst the plants yeah it's a little shop of horror <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say that i could like go for that in like a little powder room yes. or, or a little outdoor space, you know, maybe under a trellis or, but I don't know if I want to live in a whole room <laughs> that's going to turn into a little shop of horrors at I'm, night. I might have to ask that like once it hits like 90 degrees that there is actually like a Venus flytrap like, that does grow out of it. Like that would be kind of remarkable and amazing. Oh, oh, I love it. I love it. So we've talked a lot about different innovations that, um, you know, can improve your life in your home, whether it just be the aesthetics or whether it be actually very practical. So what would you hope that our listeners take away from our conversation today, Beth? Really think about maximizing the use of the space that you have, developing areas that can function for you better. Think outside the box for new sources, 3D printing and things that can make your home a smart home for a very minor investment. Because I think even though we fight it, you know, we all 
have to get used to this technical stuff that's going to support us in our home because it's definitely not going anywhere. You no, know, it's not. It's, We've got to learn to coexist with the machines. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's already like, Beth, do you realize how much of the of our voices they could capture for AI misuse at this really? point with our podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> We're just feeding them more words, Beth. Listen, it, you know that it's here to stay when it's like in commercials now. Yeah. You know, everyone's using it as a, a joke, half joke. It's kind of, you know, our new reality, but it's it's everywhere. It's here, people. AI is here to stay. Beth, I know a lot of people are going to have a bunch of questions about how they can include some new innovation in their home, or even maybe they just have some, some trouble area in their house and they don't know what they're doing this week. How can they reach you? And, and like, are you willing to help? Of course I am. I'm the decorator by your side. You can find me on Instagram at Beth Kushnick. And you can also visit my new website, www.bethkushnick.com, and see uh, all my upcoming projects and various other things. I love it. Interests by Beth, yes? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget to please rate, review, and subscribe to Pod Clubhouse on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Five stars, people. Five stars. It makes it easier for other people to find the show. Thanks for listening. Decorating the set from Hollywood to your home is an original Pod Clubhouse production. Recorded, edited, and produced at Pod Clubhouse Studios. For more information, please visit us online at podclubhouse.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Decorating the Set at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.